I never told anybody to lie. My biggest job is to prevent the enemy from hitting us again. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. America's best days are yet to come. You ain't seen nothing yet. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. We have the power to make this the best generation of mankind in the history of the world. Or to make it the last. Thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, we tried, we already tried, and we uh, had a, a little technical difficulty. But thank you very much for joining us. My name is Philip Stuckey with the Daily Caller News Foundation. We have Ted Goodman with the Daily Caller News Foundation, and Chris White over here, also with the Daily Caller News Foundation. He's going to be talking to us about Bill Nye and his attempts to save the world from all of you. Um, but first of all, after that, we're going to be talking also about um, a bunch of greenies canceling their New York Times subscriptions and another interesting topic that we will not uh, announce yet. Uh, and then after that, we're actually going to talk about health care. Um, Trump yeah. says that Obamacare is dead, and uh, we'll be talking about if it is or not. Uh, so, Ted, go ahead and uh, start us off. So, uh, as Philip said, we're here with our fellow reporting fellow, Christopher White, energy and environmental reporter for the Daily Caller News Foundation. Check out his work some of the best work you'll see out there on environmental and energy reporting. And 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 Chris has been following Bill Nye the science guy and his recent endeavors. Uh, Christopher, what tell fill in our audience on what uh, Bill Nye the science guy has been up to. Well, Bill Nye of course has a new uh, a new television show on Netflix called Bill Nye Saves the World. Which is not to be confused with his uh, past show in the 1990s called Bill Nye <laughs> the Science Guy, which are two different uh, topics I think. Uh, the, the one, the most recent one, Bill Nye Saves the World, is kind of like a, comp- a combination of the social sciences and the physical sciences, wherein he talks about transgenderism and he talks and he harangues his audience, who are supposed to be people who are climate skeptics, uh, into believing that climate change is man-made and there's something that can be done about it. So, uh, has he saved the world so far? Uh, I think that, no. He hasn't. <laughs> I don't think the world could be saved. We're just kind of living on this giant rock. I don't think the world can be saved. And we're just muddling along uh, as we go. Sometimes we have to deal with uh, the climate and some of the things it throws at us. But, um, yeah, I think Bill Nye thinks he can save the world. Or at least yeah, he's – I mean it's really an interesting topic. I mean because honestly, I mean you know, out of the amount of people that even work here, you know, I don't think that many people have actually seen his show. And it makes me wonder like, you know, it it's almost sounds self-congratulatory congratulatory um because the people that he's supposedly berating just probably aren't even interested in what he has to say or watching right it's mostly just sort of a he's speaking to the choir clearly uh a lot of the people who uh, are watching him and listening to him uh probably are predisposed to agree with everything he says about uh, uh about a climate change global warming uh, not knowing many of them probably don't even know that he's not a scientist Yes. They believe that he's a uh, – he believes that he's a scientist. So uh, what is he? He is a – he has a degree in mechanical engineering. But he gave that up to become a comedian. Oh, boy. So he, he became a comedian in uh, the mid-1980s and he became – and he's, as far as I know, still a comic. So how did he become an expert on climate change? He hasn't. <laughs> That's the best answer I've ever seen. Um, but I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting because, you know, all these networks, um, you know, like CNN and MSNBC, um, oh, they always bring out Bill Nye whenever they want to talk about, you know, how horrible some global warming thing is or, you know, something else. Um, you know, why is, why is he, why are they doing that? 
I don't know. The, the I think the environmental movement has fashioned Bill Nye as sort of their uh, their their center point, the guy they want to pivot to uh, to talk about these issues. Sure. Uh, he talked, I think, on CNN on Earth Day, and he went toe to toe with a physicist, an actual physicist, an actual scientist, wow. William Harper, uh, William Harper maybe, um, and. They were going toe to toe about climate change, and he suggested that the that the physicist, you know, the scientist, he said that he'd had his yeah. facts wrong and that he didn't know anything <laughs> about science. Wow. Oh wow! Wow! On CNN, wow. it's crazy. <laughs> wow, that is that is incredible. Um, so um, moving forward, I mean, what, so, do you think we're going to see anything outside of Bill Nye kind of along these lines? I mean, or? in the nineties, we saw Bill Nye everywhere, right? I mean, I was a little kid, but we had him on the PBS show, the the Bill with his lab coat and everything, and that zany program with all these different. You're looking for the words Bill Nye, the that. science guy. Yeah, so Bill Nye, the <laughs> science guy. Will this show have a similar level of cultural impact? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, question, I then. have no idea. I assume probably it'll flake out. I think it's an easy out. question. I don't well, think Well, no, so. no. I think it'll flake out. A lot of liberals have, have, um, uh, criticized Bill Nye's, uh, I guess his, the way he's presented himself on the show. And they say he just kind of barks at people too much. And they don't think it's a good representation of so who it's like, should be. It's almost yeah. like Bill Nye the opinion guy. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, I have to ask, um, so we have, you know, it seems like to me, uh, we actually, well, we actually heard a couple reports that said that, in this old show, Bill Nye, um, the science guy, he actually compared um, basically saying that your gender was determined by your chromosomes or mm-hmm. genetic makeup. And, uh, you know, basically comparing his most recent show where he t- discuss, you know, said that, you know, gender is kind of fluid and whatnot. Um, are, are those reports true? Like, you know, have you seen anything like that? You know, what's what's the story on that? When you're born, you're born either a male or female. And if you don't, really? if you, yeah, it's amazing. But if you feel as if you are more female than male, then you can go about transitioning from male to female. But you're born male or female. Yeah. Okay. And you can transition to another, uh, I mean, another, uh, another source if you choose, but there's not a, like a third way. Um, yeah. When you're born, you're, you're born either or. And <laughs> what Bill Nye su- seems to suggest is that there's another way. Okay. And Na- 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 like, nature finds a way. <laughs> right. Science doesn't work like that. That's unfortunately. true. And that's part of the aspect of the social sciences. What, what's, right. That's one of the aspects that social sciences have been, have been pushing. Okay. So uh, we'll move on to um, – so we heard rumor has it that um, a bunch of uh, kind of climate change supporter or not supporters, but, you know, adv- advocates are um, canceling their subscriptions to the New York Times. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Right. Uh, there's a, a couple of climatologists. Well, one of them, the most notable, I'd say, is Michael Mann, who's, the, who's, who's famous as being the hockey, uh, hockey stick guy or hockey yeah. shtick guy, I suppose. <laughs> um, so he's probably the most notable, and he uh, he's – I guess he, him, and a bunch of other climatologists pushed a, uh, a, um, a, uh, I guess a campaign to have New York Times uh, ding this uh, 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 a writer from the Wall Street Journal from uh, New York Times. His name is Brett Stevens. Okay, they don't like the way he uh, he presents climate change, even though he says he's not a climate denialist. As right, uh, denialist. Okay. So, um, yeah. so what what did he, what did, what did this person do that was so bad? Well, he has said that. He agrees that human beings are a cause, are one of the factors uh, causing climate change, maybe incidentally, doesn't know, but he said that he's not sure if you can project that throughout all time and space. That's his, like, interesting. That's okay. his argument, essentially. <laughs> it's not that 
that it's not happening and that humans aren't playing pay, uh, paying uh, uh, playing a, uh, a part in it, but that he doesn't think that it could just you know it's going to happen in perpetuity. Maybe it'll it'll be pulled back and the climate will start cooling. You never know. It's just the way. He he says it. it's like natural okay. variability. Wow. So and it sounds like a pretty kind of level headed response to, you know, just kind of like, hey, this is what's this is what, you know, I think is happening. It doesn't really kind of jive exactly with what you think. And it sounds like there's a pretty strong reaction just to kind of completely get him shut down. Right. And this is kind of the uh, this is kind of the MO for uh uh people like Michael Mann. That's uh sort of what he's operated under. Uh, he now has a political action committee that has, uh, is going after climate skeptics inside Congress to try to boot them out of Congress and oh. put uh, people who are climatologists, even scientists, uh, into Congress to sort of, like I guess, push the narrative of, of, of global warming, man-made global warming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, it sounds like you want to also talk to us about something else. Yeah. Last week, there was a former Obama official named uh, Stephen Coonan, uh, Stephen Coonan, I believe. And uh, he actually came on – he went on Wall Street – on the Wall Street Journal and was uh, suggesting that uh, uh, officials with uh, NASA and NOAA, okay. National Oce- Oceanic uh, Administration, were – had used uh, – had manipulated climate data and were pushing it out in press releases. Wow. Wait, they manipulated what? climate they were, data? Under the Obama Like climate data information. So okay. like the, cl- the information that you get from NASA, they would like – they would take it, analyze it, and then – Push some of the most uh, uh, what the things that were most egregious or uh, or suggested that man may man was part of wow. global warming, wow. and they would put that up front. And he used as an example uh, uh, an increase in hurricanes. So uh, he said that the uh, there was one example where uh, uh, NASA had used uh, press releases. Uh, showing that hurricanes were increasing over the past 30 years because of climate change. Wow! Uh, wow. Although he said that if you go back before that period of time, hurricanes were actually decreasing. And they had forgotten, <laughs> wow. they had neglected, perhaps. So uh, they manipulated the way the data was published wow. to do to, to basically Crazy. kind of advance an idea that was completely the opposite of what was actually happening. Exactly. Wow. Or it certainly it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was used to uh, push a specific narrative. Yeah, sure. Um, so I assume you know we're gonna have you know full scale investigation and jail time for these people. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you very much, Chris, for joining us, uh, talking about those awesome, really, really important topics. Um, and if, yeah, if you're, if you want to read up on the latest in energy and environmental news, uh, check out Christopher White. There's a few others who, who, um, who do a great job covering those beats for the Daily Caller News Foundation. Right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so next up, Ted, uh, we're actually going to be looking at, um, healthcare now. So, uh, Republicans have passed healthcare, and what does that mean for what? What, what does that mean to you? Okay, Ted? so the uh, the Republican controlled House of Representatives passed a uh, replacement bill. Yeah. Uh, last night, of course, two hundred seventeen to two hundred thirteen, um, and President Trump invited the delegation over to the White House for kind of a mini celebration. Right. This is something that the House has been working on ever since the day Obamacare became a thing, right? And so the president wanted to invite them over maybe for just a little bit of a – because they're all heading off for for recess. So he wanted to see everybody beforehand and just kind of thank them uh, for all the hard work and determination and the courage, the courage courage. that it took uh, to to, to take this vote. Yeah. So, um, you know, we – of course – 
Okay, so this party here that we're talking about after the fact, um, Bud Light apparently was served. Uh, we actually saw there was, they had oh, wow. wheeled in crates of Bud Light uh, to the. They had a band. They had a band too. Really? They had. They had a. Oh, small, I didn't hear that. They, yeah, they did. They did have a little bit of a uh, part of the part of the. I don't want. I don't know if it was a Marine Corps band, but wow, the, the band that kind of yeah, they had a, they had some music playing as well in the Rose Garden, which is I believe common practice. Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, so how 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 good of a, an idea do you think this is? Now, the 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 of the celebration in the White House or yes, the, the celebration well, in the White House. you know, and a lot of folks are kind of ta- you know they're giving you their take on this. Was it a good idea for the president to host yeah, sure. to to host these people in the Rose Garden? And and maybe it, maybe it's a signal that that the White House understands that this is still kind of an uphill battle. Sure, and so they wanted to kind of get there. I mean, but does it kind um, of send that message? I mean, because honestly, from someone who with a campaign background, you look at that and you say, okay, I can tell you exactly what the Democratic fundraising strategy is going to be for the next three years. Oh, well, you're going to take pictures of people. They're drinking yeah. Bud Light. They're cheering on and you're going to have boom, cut to grandma and you yeah. know, run, run well, and the, the yeah, well, that, and all that sort of thing. I don't think the American people will buy into those lies, though, right? The Democrats are going to constantly say, oh, my goodness, look what the Republicans just passed. This this replacement bill is going to kill grandma, when in <laughs> fact that's so far from the truth. Uh, I think the president had every right to, to, to move forward with the celebration yesterday in the Rose, in the Rose Garden. Um, you know, this is something – we're talking about a president who ran on the idea that he is a master negotiator. We're talking right. about a president who wrote The Art of the Deal. <laughs> the president's ability to get this passed shortly after his first 100 days. Yeah. His ability to make this happen, to meet with Congressman Billy Long, uh, you know, whether it was him or moderates like uh, Fred Upton from Michigan – and to, to, to bring this group together that was so divided since the failure of the first healthcare vote. The fact that the president was able to bring these factions together and pass a healthcare bill, in my mind, is, is, is phenomenal and a testament to the, uh, the masterful negotiating skills that uh, that we currently have in the White House with President Donald Trump. Masterful negotiating skills. So, I mean, We're uh, talking about talk possibly about the greatest negotiator let's... of our time. Someone that's <laughs> able to get this health care. Someone that was able to get this group and wa- lo- the logjam that is the House of Representatives together on something and to get that approved. So, Ted. We are talking about uh, – he is not getting enough credit for what he was well, able okay, to accomplish let's with Let's talk this. about what he did. Let's talk about what he did. So, Tuesday, uh, there was a handful of uh, Republicans that weren't going to vote for the bill, no matter what, because it didn't provide enough money money for uh, pre-existing conditions, right? Sure. Um, and so um, we have um, uh, Representative Upton. Fred Upton from Michigan. Yeah, from Michigan. Very powerful was, you member. You actually know him. So uh, apparently uh, Trump, Trump called him out, uh, called him up on the phone and started which, like, which so I, started straight up cussing at him and yelling at him, trying to get him to change his vote. I, I You know what? I am not going – I. I don't know where we're getting these reports on the nature of the phone call, but I am not going to question the tactics of a man. Uh, well, we're not questioning. We're talking about it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we are talking about it, and I'm sorry if I seem a little bit fired up, but I'm here. Yeah, definitely. The, so, this, you know, so this happened, and so they, they ended up talking, and up they ended said, up talking and fr- I wanted to, I want to work on pre-existing conditions. Pre-existing conditions. So, boom. Next day, an extra $8, $8 billion. billion. Dollars. 
eight billion dollars. So the president, you know, what, that's, that's negotiating, right? That's talking. That's something that President Obama, a lot of the criticisms, uh, with him from Capitol Hill, including a lot of Democrats was, you know, this president doesn't meet with Capitol Hill. He's not communicating with the Hill. He's not meeting with us. President Trump was on the phone day and night. Yeah. He was, any legislator that wanted to talk to him, I'm sure, had the opportunity to speak with the president, you know? So he's out there working the phones. Kevin McCarthy said as much during during the the um, yeah. the gathering at the White House in the Rose Garden. The celebration. You know, are, you're where? Who's calling it a celebration? Right. The, pe- I mean, the, the people that were participating. Well, we're talking. This was the president's first major legislative yes, accomplishment, right? And so yeah. there's that as well. We're not. Yeah. This isn't just. I don't think we're going to see this happen. But, I mean, but let's talk about let's talk about the actual uh, physics of, of the bill. Here. Of the bill, the, uh, yeah. the so we had yeah. 20 Republicans voted against the bill. Most of the ones that voted you against it were in, in districts. Bill, you had to get an eight billion dollar concession in order to get five people to vote for the bill in order to pass the thing. Sure. So t- if you had two more Republicans who voted, compromise. The bill, go figure. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was a very close bill, and we hear now the Senate isn't even going to start with that as their blueprint. For yeah, the but bill. we but we knew that the Senate was going to start with that. Did with we? Blue, blue. Yeah. I mean, we we knew that the Senate has been saying that well well before um, the result of the vote anyway. Um, as you know, we knew that the same bill wasn't yeah. going. You know, it was going to go through the Senate, and it has. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is far from being law of the land, right? It has to pass. Yeah. So, a new bill is going to yeah, pass so the pr- Senate. So, President Trump I, came out and said that Obamacare is no longer living, um, and that is sadly not the case. Well, so far, what's not the case? It's Obamacare. Obamacare. Obamacare well, it's not exactly thriving, right? So, we have the House that passed their bill yesterday. It's going to move to the Senate. The Senate will then. Pass their version of a bill. Then we'll sure. have a conference uh, between the two uh, the two bodies. A bill will come out of conference, and then the House of Representatives will have to pass that bill. Right. And 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 so will the and, Senate, and, and the Senate will have to pass the same version of that bill. And this right. is all before it gets to the president's desk. And, so and we're very far away from having this being a done deal. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of when you when you talk about how closely this bill got passed you know that's kind of why we're talking about it because if you're seeing a fact where you basically barely got all the republicans on board and you have to have all the Republicans support. You have to have – because it's a reconciliation bill, you have to have 51, um, 51 votes in the Senate yep. and you have to have um, you know, a, a majority of votes in the House uh, to support this bill. Yes. And so, I mean, you barely got that we, we, so far. We, 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 you know what? We – the the House Republicans barely got over, but they got over, and that's the point, right? <laughs> that's true. Um, what's the saying about you know close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades? <laughs> and so, yeah. we, well, the bill was passed. It was a bill that was passed. Um, yes, they had the first failure, yeah, right, not too long ago, and so all the talking heads said, "Oh my goodness, health, you know, Obamacare is here to stay," and and this and that, and here we are, hundred on hundred day, hundred and six, yeah, of, of 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 his presidency, and we have. A uh, repeal and replacement bill passed out of the House, mm-hmm. but you won't no you won't hear uh, many talking heads on the television uh, giving the president any 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 sort of respect for for what he was able to accomplish yeah, in true. what is a divided House. I that's mean, we're talking point. about uh, a House of Representatives with factions that um, don't exactly agree on a whole lot. That's a fair um, point. Even uh, even among republicans and the, yeah. the the republican we've been run, the republicans have been running against obamacare for 7 years now that's true could they have ever gone since, without passing since march of 2010 march when this 2010 thing was, yeah. and so the second they have a republican president and and control of the legislature they what do you think philip that they could have gone back to their districts without a uh, 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 of uh, 
a repeal and replacement of Obamacare? Do you think that these House members could go back to their districts and tell these folks uh, that elected them, uh, a lot of them primarily on this issue, and tell them, oh, you know, well, now we have every, we have the presidency and everything, but we didn't, you know, we're not passing anything. Obamacare is here to stay. How would that have gone over in these some of these districts? Well, I mean, that's what Do- President Donald Trump pledged to do. And but but this is something these members have been pledging to do well before Trump no, I mean, even thought about running for president. After well, after the first bill passed, he said, well, "I'm done. I'm done with this." You know, I, I don't, I don't care. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep Obamacare the law of the land while we move on to other issues. And you know, we're, we're very, you know, we we've come back to health care, and that's great. Um, but you know, he's he he. According to his statements, he's already kind of moved on from it. And well, and the bill that was passed is being criticized by a lot of folks on the TV, a lot of these talking heads. But this bill does, in fact, this bill fulfills. A lot, if not most, of the promises made by Republican members in their districts. Uh, Americans for Tax Reform came out with a report last night. Okay. Um, that discusses all of the taxes that this bill is abolishing. Sure. You know, uh, President Obama, when he, as a, as a candidate back in 2008, he pledged repeatedly that he wouldn't raise any taxes on Americans earning less than 250000 per year. Yeah. He broke that promise when he signed Obamacare. He broke that promise. And the passage of this House GOP bill, this is going to result in tax relief for tens of millions of middle-income Americans. And let's just go through and list all of the uh, Obamacare subsidies that this tax is repealing. You have the Obamacare individual mandate, okay. something that hits 8 million Americans every That's year. That's right. Gone. Uh, the Obamacare employer mandate. Gone. A tax that hits businesses that you know that employ over 50 people. Gone. Uh, uh Obamacare's medicine cabinet tax. We could go through the list. I encourage oh, yeah. everyone to check out Americans for Tax Reform yeah, in their definitely. report. We'll, we'll have a, we're going to have a story up on the Daily Caller News Foundation website in a matter of minutes. Um, but this bill passed by the House yeah. fulfills the promises that 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 these men and women in Congress today made to to folks over the past three election cycles. They didn't have the option of not passing a repeal and replacement bill, did they? No, when they I mean, promised the true. American people we're going to Washington and their big issue was Obamacare in 2010, 2012, and 2014, yeah, 20, even 2016, yeah, it was a big issue for President Trump. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we had we have 20 Republicans who voted against that, who yes. saw that bill, yes. and saw what they will get gets rid of. Yes. They said, you know what, I'm not going to vote for it because of X. Like you know, we had a couple of holdouts that wanted pre-existing conditions, um, but. We have twenty. We have a list of twenty. We're actually going to read it out right now. Sure. All right. So from the great state of Arizona, we have uh, Congressman Andy Biggs uh, voted no. Uh, from Colorado, Mike Kaufman. Uh, from Florida, um, Ileana Rose Leitinen. I believe that's how you say her she name. She announced her retirement. She announced her retirement, but she's still in there and she still voted no. Uh, we have Thomas Massey from Kentucky, uh, Walter Jones from North Carolina, uh, from New Jersey. We actually had a couple. Uh, we had Frank Lobiondo. Christopher Smith and uh, Leonard Lance uh, from New York, Dan Donovan um, and John Katko, Michael Turner and David Joyce from Ohio, and several people from Pennsylvania. We have uh, Ryan Costello, Patrick Meehan, Brian Fitzpatrick, and Charlie Dent all voted against it. Uh, Texas, uh, Will Hurd is the only representative from Texas that voted against it. And, of course, we have uh, Virginia's own Barbara Comstack, uh, whose district is just a few miles away from so us. So chock full of federal government employees. That district. <laughs> yes, it's uh, and, it voted for Clinton, and a lot of Democrats targeted her um, yeah. after the first vote, and so that, I have a feeling that could be why. Uh, two people from Washington: uh, Jamie Butler, I assume that's how you say it, and Dave uh, Reichert. 
Mm. Um, so there we go. So those are the 20 Republicans who actually voted against um, Trump's health care bill. So we had 20 Republicans go against the president on this health care yeah. bill, and I believe 14 of those 20 are in districts uh, where Hillary Clinton, I believe, won. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, so, which is, you know, actually, you know, incredible. Um, and so kind of, I mean, you have kind of these are the people that are kind of trying to toe the middle line, uh, which is interesting because, you, have, you know, 14 of these 20 uh, were, you know, considered moderates or trying to you know take a moderate plane. It g- gives you kind of a sense of where this health care bill is, right? Because if you um, <clears throat> have where, you know, the, the Tuesday group and the Freedom Caucus are behind this bill, but you have a lot of moderates that aren't behind it, you, you kind of get a sense of the feeling of, you know, okay, if you're, you know, kind of consider yourself, you know, a, a, a strong conservative or something, you are likely to enjoy this bill, especially since the um, the MacArthur Amendment was still included in the final passing, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of gave basically conservatives kind of their wish list, really, of of what they want. Uh, the MacArthur, yeah, yeah, and then of course, just late this week with uh, Congressman Billy Long from Missouri and and uh, Congressman Upton. Yeah. Michigan got, you know, they went and met with the White House. And what you saw was some good old fashioned negotiating. Um, and, uh, an agreement was made. And we have a health care bill passed. Um, but of That's course, right. it's being demonized by many of the talking heads on the television. Um, <laughs> when in yeah. reality, what we saw was an example of masterful negotiations out of the White House. Yeah. I, mean, I would encourage all of our listeners and watchers to read The Art of the Deal. Uh, President Trump is a lot of what he's doing, and this isn't the only issue. If you want to understand, uh, the president's tactics, read that book. And, 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 yeah. and, and it'll give so, you some insight. So moving forward for, okay, so, you know, the, the House Republicans have, you know, kept their promise, according to you, uh, in passing this bill. Um, what do we see for 2018? You have, for 2018. Yeah, for 2018, um, you know, are Republicans gonna lose, gonna lose control of the House? Are they gonna lose seats? Or what, what do you think moving forward? Uh, so a lot of these members will have to now own this. That's true. Yeah, totally. They'll have to I mean, own you this. You know, the bill, the, 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 the voice of the bill, even though it's, you know, hundreds to thousands of pages shorter than the Democratic bill, um, it's out there. And so people, you know, they'll kind of pour through every single page. And, you know, if there's one single thing that makes one person, one person worse off, you can yeah. bet you we're going to hear about and it. And that's the issue with healthcare in general, that's right? True. Now, now the Republicans are going to start even though Obamacare is still a lot of the land, ever since this vote, now Republicans are going to start owning everything that happens within healthcare, right? And this is some, oh yeah, and it's something that people just generally aren't going to be happy about, right? When they're dealing with healthcare, it's it's a big issue that affects a lot of folks, and of course, it's a very personal issue to many people. Yeah, um, when your mother gets sick, when you have a sick child or something, then this all of a sudden this becomes a personal issue, and it's no longer just a political football or a numbers game, right? Right, and so. Um, yes, this is, it's going to be an uphill battle for Republicans going into 18, but let's see what kind of bill comes out of the Senate. Um, I think there's a lot of time left, uh, a lot of else, a lot of other things that could happen between now and 2018. Um, but the Republicans really, I don't think they had a choice. The, uh, the House, House yeah, Republicans no, didn't yeah, have course. a choice. Yeah. That what they could, they couldn't just go into 2018 without passing anything and with, you know, with the <laughs> excuse that, well, it's this really could be politically, yeah, it's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Um, so, I mean, when you talk, so basically, I mean, you're saying, you know, Republicans are going to own, you know, the health care now. And, you know, we'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens of it with that. Um, you know, because Democrats are going to, they're going to hammer every, every single little piece hard. 
and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And we'd like to hear from our viewers. We'd like to hear from those watching watching us um, on on their thoughts on this bill, yeah, right? Definitely. I mean, yeah. we're, I'm really curious to hear. I mean, what concern- honestly, too, whose whose responsibility is this? Is this is it Donald Trump's responsibility or is it Paul Ryan's responsibility? Because when the first health care bill failed. Um, everyone was calling saying that uh, Paul Ryan was the reason this bill didn't pass and he wasn't able to wrangle the votes. But, you know, this bill, this bill succeeded, this, this most recent bill that they voted on yesterday. But Donald Trump is primarily the reason why. I mean, you know, Kevin McCarthy was saying, you know, it's the whip's job. You know, it's, it's his office. It's the people that he worked with. They were the ones who got it. But, you know, honestly, like, you know, sure, they, they counted the votes. They knew who to talk to. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that Donald Trump was able to call and get, um, get say, you know, I will vote for this bill if that's, and then they put that in there and then got the votes. So is this President Trump's thing or is this Paul Ryan's thing? This, this bill, as of now, is I would say, you know, the pre- whose thing it is, you know, they're working well together. The president spoke very highly of the speaker yesterday during That's the true. during during the little rose and of course garden get together. Honestly, to be fair, yeah. um, even you know during the campaign trail, like he was, like when he well, was, well they went back and went, forth. There was a they, time they, they, when no, the speaker Ryan was not on the Trump train. No, no, Speaker Ryan was hardly ever on the Trump train during the during the election. Mm-hmm. But when Donald Trump campaigned in Wisconsin, they came together. They well, they came together, and even when the crowd booed him, booed Ryan, Trump would say, "quote could say, no, no, he's doing a good yeah, job." Yeah, yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah. So you know, Trump has always kind of been somebody who's been somewhat supportive, at least publicly, of Ryan. Yeah, I would say that this, as of now, is still Ryan's bill, right? We're talking about a policy wonk, budget wonk. That's um, true. He's put a lot of time and effort into yeah. this. Um, I think I think that surprised a lot of folks when they didn't get to get the bill passed the first go around. I mean, we're talking about you know uh, an issue like we've talked about all, all morning that um, Republicans have been running against ever since its its inception. <laughs> yeah, and we've won, and the Republicans have won uh, numerous election cycles off of this thing, off of the promise to repeal. Uh, and replace Obamacare. Yeah. And so as of now, I think this is still Ryan's bill. I mean, it just passed the House, so let's see what happens with the Senate. That's true. Um, and it becomes before it becomes Trump. It becomes <laughs> and it becomes Trump care um, when the president signs the final yeah. piece of legislation. That's right. And uh, that's right. Well, we will uh, definitely you know keep you updated with you know when that happens and kind of how that. Is happens. there a timetable with the Senate? Um, the Senate, I don't know. I mean, they have they're still beginning the initial kind of renegotiations and if they actually do start from scratch they will be writing their own bill which will take some significant time so so we're talking this could be a while i i could imagine a couple months on the and, and again after that folks you're going to get something out of the senate and then there's going to be a conference between both the house and the senate and something else then has to come out of the the house and that that bill will have to be passed by the senate without any changes so we're still a few steps away uh to obamacare officially being dead <laughs> uh, but I think it's 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 safe to say that it uh, it's been checked into the uh, intensive care unit into the intensive <laughs> care the unit. I see you. There we the go. ICU. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we are very very excited to have you join us as we cover the health care bill and everything else that Trump does during his first year in office. Um, my name is Philip Stuckey with the Daily Caller News Foundation. We have Ted Goodman also with the Daily Caller News Foundation. Uh, stay with us in the afternoon where we will be actually covering a live protest in front of the FCC chairman um, Ajit Pai. We'll be speaking at the American Enterprise Institute later today. We are expecting a protest. We'll be there live so check back in with us uh, a little bit after 1 p.m. Eastern and uh, yeah. as always we'd love to hear hear from you in the comments and that so 
feel free to chime in. Yes, and um, thank you very much for watching, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Have a great weekend. Well, I think we found our, our mojo. That was good. That, that was, was good. yeah, it had a good flow. And I want Chris White back on. That was good. <laughs>